You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Peter Street, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 63 of Blue Yonder. My name is Jim Jones. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. You can find us at baldmove.com if you couldn't guess that. Uh, we're gonna, we From got the a lot show of, named Blue Yonder. But yeah, come on man, they should know. Mm-hmm. Blue Yonder, bald move, it's all the same. It's an anagram. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, this week we are talking about robot cars, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the human implications of Roger Ebert's feeding tube. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But before that, of course, we always do the bullshit up front. Do you have any bullshit this week, Aaron? Dude, I have so much bullshit. Bring it. I want to taste the bullshit. First of all, PSN update. It's still fucking down. Still fucking down. Oh my god. And I think it's responsible for the fact that my Portal Two save that was like ninety percent complete got overwritten by your fucking ten percent complete save over the weekend because that shit's supposed to sync to the Steam Cloud. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I went in there to look, and apparently that all goes through the PSN. Oh, that's worthless. I thought like Netflix, it had its own Uh separate deal, but apparently it's got to go through PSN. So none of my saves got saved except for the like the pre the 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 last one. Oh, that's right. Because no, didn't. Yeah, because no. there's no inventory management or anything like that. So fuck. Why would they save multiple saves? Wow. I think that's bullshit. Still, I think so too. You need at least. Three I should be able to save, save every. Slots. What if I want to save just like a spot that's awesome and play that one sequence? Yeah. yeah. I'm on. I'm. That's it. PS3 version. Fuck you. I'm going to this. <laughs> uh, I, I tried to get it out. Yeah. I'm going to the PC yeah. version. It's a smart move. I don't know how you're playing that thing on PS3 anyway. First-person um, shooter, like a puzzle, the, like a Twitch puzzler? It's not a Twitch puzzler. It's not? No, 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 no. Not it's Twitch at all? Not Twitch at all. I, wow, okay. I, there's a, there's the first one was, for yes, sure. Yes, you're right. There's okay. one place where I thought there was some Twitch uh, puzzling, and then I realized I could just walk like 20 feet this way from the beginning and see the spot that I had to do a Twitch shot at. Okay. And open it in a, the portal in advance. There's Twitch puzzling in my bedroom all the time, by the way. <laughs> Twitch puzzling. Well, Most of it happens there. That goes without saying. <laughs> um, but anyway, this shit's been down for three and a half weeks now. Oh, and it won't be up for at least another three and a half. I said on the forums literally the day that it was announced that I don't see this coming up. I would be... I said, I don't see it coming up in May at all, and I'd be surprised mm-hmm. if it's up by June. And then, lo and behold, Sony confirms that they're not even planning. Their plan <laughs> is to have it go live on May 31st. And the best laid plans. And, and we they, know. they say that 24 hours after they said that they found the new depths of the penetration. Yeah, the third hack, right? Right, right. So, <laughs> I mean... I don't know what people are going to do about Sony at this point. I mean, are people if I if I if They're I have other ship. consoles, you got to jump ship, right? If you haven't 360, you're buying games for 360 now. Exactly. If you have a 360 or any other, por- I would. I don't know why you would keep the PlayStation. I keep the PlayStation because it's my media center, sure, and sure. it's my Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to think long and hard. I mean, I they never took my credit card, thank God. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to think long and hard about you know trusting them on my information at this point. And now at this point, you you can't 
can't delete any of the games or any of the media you have on your machine because then you couldn't get it again right. on the PSN, right? Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't go delete Scott Pilgrim and download it again. I don't know if you can do that anyway. Real? Oh, so it's like an iTunes system where you buy it once and I, I honestly have never it. tried that. I've deleted demos, okay. but I've never deleted like full release yeah. games. I'd be scared to at this point because God knows oh, yeah. how Sony would handle it. Sure, sure. So um, that is decidedly bullshit. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, again... But, but expected, right? I mean, we talked about how long indeed. it was going to be down a couple casts ago when it first came out. And I'm, I'm actually going to stick my neck out a little bit and say I'm going to be somewhat surprised if they hit their deadline. So you're saying they're going to miss their deadline. It's going to go into June. Yes. And we still won't have PSN. This is, above all, an IT project. And an IT project governed by outside authorities that are standing on their shoulder, over their yeah. shoulder, tapping their foot and saying, "Make me happy." So and that's key, and do it exactly right. Yeah, they can't cut corners. No. I mean, they're going to have to undergo a bunch of testing to ensure that the stuff can't happen again. And I don't think people understand how much corner cutting there really is in the IT industry. Um, that's the only thing that gets projects out the door in a reasonable amount of time. The only reason I've ever hit any PCI deadline <laughs> is because I got the shit fixed at the sample stores. <laughs> and then I had a whole year to make the rest make of the, the stores look like that. Yeah. So, like, if I had to, like, make everything work, I'll, I'll just say, like, we had a um, – we successfully passed a level one audit on oh, March 25th. Congratulations. That's not easy. No, it's not. And we are still rolling out the shit that <laughs> fell out from that. Uh-huh. Like, we're yeah. still a month or two away from having it complete. And we had a pretty clean audit. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, again, we're a much smaller team, but there's only, you know, read the mythical man month. There's only so many bodies you can throw out a problem before yeah. it just becomes a bunch of bullshit and stuff like that. So. Sure, yeah. But, yeah, I'd be surprised if they got it up by May 31st, honestly. I'm thinking more okay. mid to end June. I'm with you. I think this is a bigger project than – even Sony imagines at this point, and uh, their May thirty first deadline is optimistic at best. Uh, I will say that I think there's a little bull- there's like kind of like a little bullshit going on because people are like, oh, they ran an unpatched Apache server outside of firewall. Okay, probably. Name me one large organization okay. that doesn't have an unpatched Apache or thing outside of firewall. Keyword outside the firewall. <laughs> Sony wasn't running their whole fucking PSN network uh-huh. outside the firewall. Yeah. So if something was outside the firewall, it by definition probably is not going to be able to be used for an exploit on their internal network. Well, that's the thing. Like, web servers are typically outside of the firewall. Well, they? you're supposed to be in what's called the DMZ. Okay, and so it's like port 80 through. Is that so where? it's like between so – so you got the internet and then mm-hmm. you got the DMZ, which is kind of like there's a, there's, there's a firewall between the DMZ and the internet and there's a firewall between the DMZ mm-hmm. and the corporate okay. network. So web servers are supposed to live in that demilitarized zone. Yeah. And then you've got your corporate network on the inside. Huh. So, you so know – So they didn't do that. They didn't have that yeah. DMZ for their web server. Yeah, but that's not – I mean that might be part of the exploit, but there's no fucking way that that is just as simple as – because I heard a lot of yeah. that on the internet. And I'm like – and people are like, <laughs> well, if you don't run firewalls, like trust me, Sony ran runs shitloads of firewalls. Yeah, speculation on the internet has gone – to critical levels. Well, I mean, yeah, no one knows what they're talking about. The, no, the people everybody's who are in amateur the, internet security specialist. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm not even going to claim that I know what it's about. I mean, mm. I don't do security for a living. I don't. I, either. I program, and I know about web servers, and I know right. how our network is set up, but I don't know about security protocols and stuff like that. Right. I just know that it's not. Accurate to say Sony didn't use firewalls. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Sony had no security whatsoever. Yeah, if you can fix a problem by going to Best Buy and spending $100, <laughs> that's not the fucking problem. On a D-Link firewall? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so that's kind of bullshit. Um, I did want to mention real quick, if we're done with that. Yeah, oh yeah, we're done. Okay. Uh, I did want to mention real quick that our Fast Five 
uh, review podcast is up on our forums. Very All you have good. to do is go to forums.ballmove.com, create an account. We'll authorize you, and you can listen to that. It's about 45 minutes or so mm-hmm. on Fast and Furious um, 5. We were at a bar. I, we were at BW3s. And we recorded it, so there's a lot of background noise. You can sound hear me quality. gnawing on a buffalo wing or two. <laughs> sound quality's not great. I've got chicken in my mouth, mm-hmm. things like that. But uh, I was lit. We were, I, I smuggled yeah, you a, were lit. I smuggled a pint of Southern Comfort into the uh, you, into the You movie started drinking, and I was like, okay, he's going to stop drinking soon. And he, he just didn't stop. <laughs> no, the whole – You kept drinking. But every five minutes, like anytime, every, yeah. anytime I saw my reflection of Vin Diesel's oiled-up arms, I took a drink. <laughs> And I Any, was anytime the rock sweated, yeah, <laughs> he took a drink. For every drop of sweat on the on the rock's brow, <laughs> I took a drink. I got hammered. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, check that so. out. And and all the by the way, um, we do have to authorize you if you sign up for form account because we get ever since the three O version yeah. of the PHP BB software came out, um, spam has been a huge problem. Now there's a, a couple of new captchas that supposedly will fix it, and we're experimenting with those. But in the meantime, we literally are get like ten to twenty fucking fake accounts a day that would yeah. spam our forum. So we had to close it down. Um, if if uh, we have to authorize you now, if you want, if you want, and because if you got like an iffy name. Because a lot of them are obvious. Yeah, like if your name is names. like Jiffy X four twenty or something, we're yeah. probably not going to authorize you. Right. You probably need to send us an email and let you know that hey, I'm a, I'm a real yeah. person. And but if we'll you do want to, if you do want to send that email, send it to Blue Yonder at baldmove.com. We'll both get mm-hmm. it and we can authorize you. Right. But we're working on the capture problem right now to get because they they did uh, have a little hot fix to allow you to swap out better captchas. Yeah, yeah. Cap- is that how you say captchas? I, I say captchas. Kafkas. Captcha. Like Kafka. like we captured you. Oh. Because you're capturing all the people. <laughs> you can't even say that right. No. I couldn't even say that if I was sober. Capturing all the people who are trying to get into your forums and <laughs> vandalize you. And rounding them up and, and putting yeah. in camps. And growing bamboo through their bodies. Right. But we try to keep up on that. I mean, we it's all, we both get it synced to the phone, so. Yeah, so we get it immediately and we can yeah. just authorize you. Um, um, also, we have a bunch of bonus material there from previous casts that we've done. Yeah. So it's definitely worth your time to just go sign up. It takes like two seconds to sign up. You just yeah. create a username and password and you're done. Yeah. And you might actually be able to hit the bonus cast as soon as you get on. I don't, I know you can't post, oh, but you, you might actually yeah, be able to access can. the forum. So if you just want, if you don't give a shit about posting, you just want uh, to get our sweet, sweet bonus material. Yeah. Sure. So, um, I have an update. Um, about three weeks ago, I slandered my son, and I said <laughs> that he filled up my motorcycle with oil. Oh, yeah. Uh, turns out I have to apologize, so when he's like 20 years old and he's listening <laughs> to these podcasts after I've drunk myself into an early grave, he's yeah. trying to figure out where it all went wrong. Well, this is why you've drunk yourself into an early grave. Yeah, when he gets to episode 58 and I slander him, mm-hmm. um, I want to say, I'm sorry, son, it wasn't your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> Quit fucking with me, Dad. It's not your fault. Um, it turns out I'm the dumbass. When was I f- that a Goodwill Hunting reference? It right was there? a tiny oh, Goodwill Hunting. That's awesome. Good yeah. job. Um, it turns out, and I don't want to get too technical for the users, the listeners, the users, users the junkies. <laughs> oh, they use our podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. they use nefarious it like a, purposes. Use it like an old gym sock. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> um, How do you use your old gym socks? <laughs> Um, all your socks are I gym socks, to- aren't they? <laughs> I plant tomatoes. <laughs> they are. They are. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, so 
what I did is there's a thing called a petcock on a motorcycle. Pe- oh, oh, whoa. I know. It's explicit, explicit <laughs> wait, wait, wait. language here. A what? Oh, God. A lot of motorcycles explicit. don't have gas gauges. A petcock. That's right. So the a way, petcock. A petcock. So the way they work is there's a little valve on the bottom of your fuel tank that you've got, like, on and mm. reserve. So when you're got on the on position, it runs you know the, the gas down and then it exhausts that and your di- your bike starts sputtering and dying and you know oh time to switch to reserve mm. which means you've got exactly one US gallon of gas left so get your ass to a a, a filling station sure and which means s- you have like 400 miles left on a motorcycle no not really <laughs> cuz I, I get like 45 miles a gallon on the bandit oh, that's pretty good so um so anyway uh they got that and then a lot of bikes that are carbureted which is a lot of them have an additional position called prime and what that's used for is, like, when you pull your bike out from the winter and it hasn't ran for a couple months, your carburetors are completely dry, no gas, and it takes forever to crank over to pull enough gas in to get a thing started. So you put prime, and that just, like, lets gravity feed the gas directly to the carburetors, eject it into the cylinders, they explode, things start happening. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And I also choked the bike, which cracks open the throttle and, and, and richens the mixture to get it started for the winter. Mm-hmm. And I rode around, and I went out to the filling station. I filled up the tank with fresh gas, and I rode it back, and I shut it down. And I left the petcock in a prime position, Whoa. and I left the bike like quarter choked. See, I didn't realize that you actually rode this thing in that well, condition. Well, no, no. It's not in that condition yet. So then I parked it. Oh, okay. And gravity okay. fed the gas into the carburetors. It eventually filled those up, and since the throttle was cracked a little bit open to ch- uh, choke, gas flooded into the cylinders. They leaked through the seals, and they filled the <laughs> crankcase. There was two and a half gallons of gas. Mixed with the oil, with with the four quarts of oil in the engine. Oh. And I actually started the motherfucker and ran it for 30 seconds like that. <laughs> That's how badass the old GSXR engines are. Which That's is, not bad. Which is what beats at the heart of my bandit. And nothing exploded. Nothing. nothing it, it just sounded like a kind of weird washing machine. And then I looked down uh, and I saw that the thing was full of oil. And I'm like, oh, well, no, mm. it wasn't full of oil. It was full of oil and gas. And gas, yeah. So I got it all fixed out. It's running now. Nothing, no harm done. Sorry, I drug your name through the mud, Jack. Daddy, sorry. So there's their bullshit segment. Thanks for listening to Motorcycles Weekly. That's right. Podcast. Take a little, take a little <laughs> automotive break. Uh, the personal arrogance guys do sports. We do motorcycles, apparently. Yeah, I'd like to do sports. Yeah. I, I want to get with Eric. Sports, I want to do Eric and get with a, a geek sports. There guys. you go. There, sports for geeks. I think I think a lot of geeks would be interested in sports if they understood why they're interested. Yeah. Well, we'll get with that. Okay. You got another bullshit sop? Because I got like two more. Well, I got uh, I got a couple I can push to next week, but I got two more that I well, want to get. Well, the big to. one we want to talk about is a movie we saw last night, Thor. Thor, right? the mighty Thor. We're gonna move this to bullshit. This is not. We're not gonna talk about this forever, but no. Uh, Thor. So I don't know what to say about this movie. It's a fantasy movie, basically, right? Yeah. So you know where I stand on fantasy. It's like a fantasy fantasy. Like they took the Norse mythology. I was reading on Wikipedia a little bit about this today. Okay. They drive a surprising amount of their base material from actual Norse mythology. Like all sure, the thing yeah. about the Rainbow Bridge and Asgard and the Nine Worlds <laughs> and the World yeah. Tree and Himdinger or Humdinger or whatever Humd- the guy's name. Yeah, his name's Humdinger. I mean, <laughs> that shit's like legit. Yeah. And the hammer Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah. I feel like M-J-O-L-N-I-R, like remember the old Star right? Control race, the the, techn- the the transforming ship, it was the Mjolnir. That's how when I see Mjolnir, that's what I think of. You think wheelbarrow, right? Right. Now see that's a problem in this a little bit because most of the characters in this are wheelbarrows. I mean you got the only people I really know are Loki and Thor. Yeah. Everybody else is a wheelbarrow. Who's Jane? 
Well, she's the girlfriend. Je- oh, okay, she's Nicole and or, or Nicole Kidman. Yeah, no, Nicole Kidman. Uh, yeah, uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah, who's yeah. aging at a pretty rapid rate. No, she looks good. Really? Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I she just, just looks more mature. I guess she just doesn't do it for me and never really? has. Okay. Ever since I, that, she was like 12 years old in The Professional, I haven't <laughs> felt sexually attracted to her since. That's how I feel about Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah, she peaked at the tax, uh, taxi driver. No. God, no. <laughs> she was like nine in that, man. That's messed up. I know. Robert De Niro. Now my new thing's Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning? I got a couple like years 12. of her left. She was right? in, uh, what was the movie? Fucking Twilight. That's how we, that's Dakota last Dakota Fanning is in Twilight? She was in Twilight too. She was part of the Vampire Council. Oh, that's right. That's where that you was saw terrible. Her. Yeah, it was. No, I'm thinking of the one with. And, uh, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. We gotta defend our fucking manhood. <laughs> we did not fucking watch <laughs> okay. Twilight. We watched yes. the Rift Tracks version of Twilight. Thank you. Inebriated and had a ball. I recommend that for anyone. Yeah, if Get anyone... the Rift Tracks version of Twilight. It's, it, the movies are so fucking bad and they do such a good job of highlighting the badness. Yeah. Yeah, they they take everything that's bad, they pull it out, and they make it hilarious. Terrible. Um. Uh, anyway, I don't even know where we were going with this. Uh, I don't know. Natalie Portman was in Thor. Yeah. Uh, I stay. I say she still looks good for being what she's got to be like thirty five now, right? Whatever. We want to get to the. You, you want to talk about? I want to talk. I want to talk about the badass angle, and you want to talk about the fantasy angle. So go. I do. I want to talk about. I want to go all the way back in Blue Yonder to episode twelve. Geek and I want to talk about geek colorblindness. If mm-hmm. you guys have not heard this episode, seriously go back and listen to it because it's one of our better ones. Um, <laughs> it's been damning like, with faint praise. It, it's been like fifty episodes since we've had a good one, mm-hmm. but episode twelve right. is awesome. Um, but basically, it discusses like how I'm colorblind to certain elements or certain uh, spectrums of the geek uh, wavelength. I guess yeah, right. Um, like I genres kind of, but they fall I, I was genres interested mostly. to see that this kind of span genres. I thought fantasy, I'm talking about, I thought you meant like high fantasy, like Tolkien. Well, this has a little bit of that, right? I mean, this is, I guess, it's yeah. not, it's not Tolkien. There are no elves. There are no gnomes. There are no things like that. It's completely foreign names, foreign cultures yes. and concepts. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure to the, the Danish or the Swedish or whatever, the Norse people, uh, this is not foreign it doesn't seem fantasy at all but not just that you said it was not it was hard to relate to uh uh, uh, above and beyond the Mm -hmm. fact the names are crazy yeah no here's the thing okay so during this entire movie i was when i was watching the part where the gods are interacting and the gods are in their realm um i i didn't i got no sense asgard in asgard (laughs) I'm wearing one. They're very right homophobic. Now. I have to wear one in this room with. They're Aaron, very homophobic actually. and virulently racist. They're all about white power. Well, if Asgard. you're not wearing an Asgard with Aaron in the room, mm-hmm. you're asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, what happens if Pax stays at Pax, Fucker? <laughs> I share How a bed. Dare you? How I dare share you? a bed with this man, at Pax. <laughs> um, well, you threw me off. You totally derailed my train of thought. Oh, does that suck when that happens? <laughs> So you got the topic you want to talk about, and I'm 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 derailing, yeah. and then I'm making jokes. And you're, uh-huh. you're just steamrolling them. Yeah, See, right. I don't steamroll your jokes. That's the difference. You need to. I need to steamroll. Steam up. All right. Um. Okay. So the entire time I'm like watching these gods fight, and I'm watching these gods interact, and I'm just wondering, what are their powers? A right. How do their powers affect each other? How powerful are the things they have? Like, here's okay. Here's a good example. Like, say I'm. I'm watching someone hit someone else with a magical sword. Or a hammer. Or or a hammer. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll say a hammer for the sake of this conversation. Definitely a hammer. 
I'm, I'm watching someone hammer someone mm-hmm. else. Uh, <laughs> what? How? How do I know how much power is in this hammer? How do I know what the abilities of this hammer are? What does it feel like to take a swing from the Mjolnir? Exactly, and and not only what does it feel like for me to take a swing, but what does it feel like for another god to take a swing? Yeah, right. From Thor, you right. know, does, is it an instant kill? Right. Is it bone crushing? Is it like getting punched in the face by me, which admittedly is weak? Right. What What does it feel like? I I can't identify with that at all. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt help that like in the beginning of the movie when they're facing off against the frost giants. Like, at first, it starts off as, like, basic straight-up melee, like Thor's just punching people. Sure. And he starts swinging this fucking hammer. And I don't know what a punch from Thor feels like. Right, but then he starts swinging the hammer, and then he starts using it to, like, fling machine gun dust at people. And sure, then he, like, yeah. uses it to, like, call down thunder, and he basically destroys a whole continent with it. Yeah. And it's yeah. very Power Ranger-ish. Like, well, hell, if he could do that, why wouldn't he just go to the middle of the capital, destroy, <laughs> destroy the continent, everything. and get the fuck out of there? Yeah. Like, I, like it, the Power Rangers, why don't they just automatically go to their Megazords or whatever, combine, mm-hmm. before the guy gets sh- g- giant, yeah. and before the Doomsday device comes, why don't they just turn into giant robot mode and crush the guy like a cockroach? Sure. So why doesn't I mean, Thor just do that? <laughs> he has the capability. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make for a good movie. And that, yeah. That's that's essentially what it boils down to. But my, my thing is, it's even worse in this movie than normal fantasy movies, right? Because at least with elves, I can understand that they're mortal. They can at least feel pain. I don't even know if Thor can feel pain. Right. Like, if he gets hit with a sword, what does it feel like to him? Right. He's and a god. He, he literally really cannot die. Yeah. Or can he? Like, I don't know. I know nothing about the capabilities or the tolerance of Thor or any of the other people in this film. Yeah, there's a lot of superhero. I, I, it's not just a superhero that, movie because superhero movies I can identify with a little bit more. Because I can understand if you're just superhuman. Why? Because I can. Thor because, is just superhuman. Well, let's say, okay, I can take a human mm-hmm. and I can multiply their abilities. Like, I could say, all right, Mike Tyson could hit me this hard. Uh huh. So what could a superhuman so like? If, he, if Mike Tyson hits you a hundred times harder than he can hit you, it would obliterate. What does that me. even mean? I mean, yeah, you're chunky salsa. At that point. <laughs> sure, yeah. So I don't know. I, I kind of see your point, but on the other hand, I kind of don't. So, but uh, my my main <laughs> point is, I just can't. I can't put any of this into perspective. You know what I mean? It's just it it's makes it hard totally to identify. It makes it hard to identify Thor. And and to the movie's credit, they play with that a lot because when he first comes to Earth after being banished, he's mm-hmm. full of this. How dare you assault the son of Odin? <laughs> as is hilarious. As he gets tasered and falls yeah. unconscious, yeah. or as a medical orderly shoots his ass full of like you know a knockout agent. Yeah, and yeah. So so they actually have, uh, and and honestly, the movie would have sucked if they didn't have a little poke little fun at Thor's expense. Absolutely, because Thor yeah. is ridiculous. His comic book fucking character is ridiculous. The only reason this movie I thought exists, the movie would be ridiculous. Well, and I'm about to get to that. The only reason the movie exists is to introduce the Avengers concept. And mm-hmm. so that people won't be like, who the fuck is the fruitcake with the winged helmet on when you get to the <laughs> Avengers hel- uh, movie, right? Yeah. And, and I thought the movie was just going to suck because Thor is a ridiculous character. The fact that they made a two-hour movie about Thor, and at no point did I say this is goddamn ridiculous, or this is <laughs> yeah. this is, and nothing against homosexuals, but this is gay as hell. <laughs> okay, All right, sure. I mean, 
Thor's sure. costume, his long hair, the way he oh, speaks. Oh, I know plenty of gay guys it's who would love to wear that costume. All fruity, yeah. Like, you could see Thor at a gay pride parade in a way that you couldn't see, like, Spider-Man. Yeah, no, that's true. That's like, true. No, like, gay guys aren't going to dress up as Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man's not a super not, gay costume. No, yeah. No. So, and he's not, like... but I think the, it's the cape that really makes it. Yeah. yeah and the, the winged helmet. That don't hurt. <laughs> the winged helmet never the, hurts. The giant phallic yeah. hammer. Sure, sure. So, I'm just saying that I expected it to be a disaster. Like, of all the summer movies, superhero yeah. movies, I thought this was going to be the dregs. And the fact is, it's a perfectly serviceable superhero movie. It's it mediocre. Is, but, and that's the thing, right? It's just mediocre. It's, media. it's, it's entertaining. Like, it, at the whole time. Yep. Um, it keep It kept my attention the whole time, for the most part. Mm. I was super tired going into this. So, the stuff where it went really fantasy, like all the stuff in Asgard, I was just like, eh, whatever. I just thought, because I was going to do the SoCo strategy again i was gonna bring southern my southern comfort. comfort and get drunk as hell again yeah and i left it and it was too late because we were uh, running late and i couldn't go back and get it like that's it's probably good that you didn't uh, i don't know if it's good or bad but i actually thought like oh god i'm going to hate this movie <laughs> but i actually was kind of engaged by it no i had heard good things going into it so i, I but i didn't I, but i had it. no expectations i yes. had zero because i didn't no. even really want to see this movie yeah it was just like it's a superhero movie. We can talk about it on the podcast. It um, might be so bad. All my it's friends good. are going to see it. It might be so bad. It's good. Um, it might be so good that it's good. Now, let me say, know? it got eighty percent fresh on ridiculous. Rotten Tomato. That's ridiculous. That, it totally. Uh, Fast and Furious Five got eighty percent <laughs> on the Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's thing. fucking ridiculous. I. Do you think Rotten Tomatoes is even useful as a review site? Because here's the thing: when I have when I go to the fucking the site, mm-hmm. I see like uh, Richard Roper, and I see Roger Ebert, and I see a couple other names I recognize, and I see 150 guys from the you know uh, Rio Gra- Vista Bumfuck Reporter <laughs> in Texas sure, or the yeah. Mooresville Times. <laughs> <laughs> giving this thing where I get all my reviews I mean like I think the signal to noise ratio and I know they got some of their top reviewers and supposedly well, they ranked more but I think they need to really re-examine their goddamn rankings because Fast and Furious and Thor should be 50% across the board yeah they're not bad they're mediocre they're not good Fast and Furious is a you know I guess above average action flick but, but that's, all in all it should yeah. be 50% mm-hmm like, like there should. It's be... not even above average for an action flick. I think it's run of the mill for an action flick. Yeah, which yeah. puts it at fifty percent because I think you got to take into perspective what type of movie it is. If you're rating an action film, you can't rate it based on the same rating that you rate right. Vita or no, yeah. Titanic. No, no. Like you can't and do I'm that. Like, like they should take ten movies from different genres every maybe quarter and say this is our baseline movie. Mm-hmm. We want this to be fifty percent. And yeah. massage the rankings until they do that. And why did Evita just jump into my head? Why did I because say that Because we talked movie? about this this weekend. <laughs> no, we did. Yeah, we did. Evita? I, don't you remember? I sang it at the gaming table. <laughs> don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> Didn't that have Madonna in it? Yeah, it did. Nice. And Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. So sexy. Uh, no, I'm, t- I'm totally with you there. It should have been 50%. That happened uh, at our gaming table, by the way. We I had don't a remember that at you all. And, and Crystal and uh, Julie and me sang Don't Cry For Me Argentina what? over a game of Bezer Wizard. Bezer Wizard. Bezer Wizard, not a bad trivia game. Yeah, it's an updated it's, Trivial Pursuit it, it, game. That's the thing. Like, trivia games, they're trivia games. Back on topic. Okay. <laughs> So we, we we I want to talk about the badass angle because I got to okay, say Okay, because I like the badass angle too. 
Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. has got to have serious badass consideration. Holy shit. That like, fucker, just his physical stature. I mean, alone. I always, okay, I looked him up because Arnold mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, dirty secret, he's like 5'10. He's barely taller than me. Yeah. Ba- now, just, he's just jacked. Really he would d- rip your arms oh, out of socket. Oh, God. He's like Chewbacca to me. I right. Mean, he could just rip my... Yeah. But he's not... I mean, like, in, in the movies, he looks like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, like, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is a legitimate 6'4", foot motherfucker. And he's huge. He's he is huge. huge. Chris yeah. Hemsworth is, I've heard, like, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, which in Hollywood's got to be at least 6 foot. Like sure. yeah. so, so he's you always exaggerate. I gotta say, he's got some serious badass credential, man. And, 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 and kinda, it's not and, just his height, right? Like he uh, going from Star Trek. Apparently, he's Kirk's dad in Star Trek. Yeah, he what is. He said. Yes, he is. He did not he, seem ripped, and he did not seem massively bulked. Because in this movie, he is a freaking monster. He's right. huge. Oh yeah, and and I, I as hell. I was reading up a little bit because like I work out a little bit. I like to try to stay in shape we're secretly gay for badasses <laughs> but yeah you have I to mean, be to talk about him as much as we yes, do right yes it's yeah. kind of i'm, I'm yeah mm, whatever I'm whatever secure. i'm secure who cares i, I sleep w- with a woman at night <laughs> so so did i at one point like two at like two out of five, five out of seven nights i sleep with a woman yeah the other two asleep with a man yeah or or like a, <laughs> a man in a raccoon costume okay with a cape with a cape and a hammer <laughs> But, but I, I was reading up on his uh, his workout and diet routine. I did too. And uh, <laughs> you, oh, you're so gay, we so are. gay. I'm gay for Chris Hemsworth. I want him. He's in the a good looking man. Am I, I want wrong? him and The Rock to remake like fucking Tango and Cash. What? Yeah. Tango. How about uh, what is it? Who? Uh, uh, Hooch, Turner, and Hooch. Turner, yeah. Oh, how about Chris the Demolition Hemsworth Man? Turner, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger could be Hooch. I want Demolition Man remade with Chris Hemsworth in the Stallone role and yeah. The Rock in the Wesley Snipes role. Dem- Demolition Fucking Man, a. Demolition Man Two as a prequel. Ooh. How about that? More Demolition Man Two, Demolition Harder. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, he put on like. 20 pounds yeah. for this movie. And he was like an Australian soap opera actor, so he was reasonably cut and in shape. But really? He... See, I didn't see any of that in Star Trek. But you said it was all hidden under the Starfleet uniform. Well, I mean, I'm not saying like, he was like... Like, for all like... you're concerned, Wesley Crusher could have been ripped under that Starfleet <laughs> no. uniform. No, 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 no. But, like... Picard, a, a statuesque we ought Roman to watch... god. I've got the movie in Blu-ray. We ought to just check it out and see. We gotta look at, like, how cut he... God, this sounds so gay. Dude, it's not gay if you're talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> That's the rule. That's the rule. Yeah. I'm sure the personal just because areas we, guys have just done because this. we touched tongues before the podcast Chicago started. Chicago style. Yeah. It's Touch like, wieners. You know, you're good. That's how we make the podcast official. Yeah. That's how we start every podcast. Um, I think he's got serious badass credentials. I, th- I do, too. And he's if got... If he does a badass role... And... He's a three-tool badass. He's got the physique. Mm-hmm. He's got the charisma. He's he got the character. I mean, I gotta a- say, he does have charisma, and in he's this got movie. some acting chops. The fourth C chops. I mean, that scene at the beginning of Star You're Trek was he's reasonably a powerful. Fourth C badass. Possibly he could uh, uh, a because badass Arnold definitely doesn't have those chops. I would almost say Rocky. Yeah, uh, Stallone. Rocky. See, Stallone has those chops, and that's why we had the plus system. The, mm-hmm. the, the 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 account for the fact that like yeah. Bruce, that that Rocky has some chops where Arnold doesn't, but yeah. he's, his plus comes from his fucking his physique, his gun show. He is Mister Austri- Austrian Oak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Austrian That's oak. his nickname. I don't want to know how you know he's the Austrian oak. Because I sleep with this Wikipedia article underneath my pillow every night. Anyway, we are not even through the bullshit segment. Do I, you no, realize? No. Yeah. So, like, I think he's got some badass... Cri- I think we... I think when, when we get around there launching BadassHQ.com, yeah. which we which own the rights to, to... You need to fucking do. He's going to be on the ranking, and he's going to be solid consideration for 2C badass. At least a 2C. What? What's the third C? He's charismatic as hell, because, yeah. like, he he's made... funny. He he's... made Natalie Portman believably like a giggling schoolgirl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was smitten with that motherfucker. And, and the constant... Uh, I believe she was smitten with that motherfucker. I was thinking... Why couldn't this have been the romance in Star Wars, you know? Like, e- even... Oh, no kidding. This wasn't a great romance, but it wasn't nearly as bad as the romance between her and Christian. That's Hayden because Branagh... Branagh... Kenneth Branagh, the, the, the director, director yeah. was not directing Natalie Portman to talk like this all the time. To be monotone and boring. To be slower. And useless. To be slower and less intense. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Happier and with your mouth open. <laughs> Seriously, man, George Lucas. Uh, that one, right. I hear that's the only direction she got in this movie. Is happier than Star Wars and with your mouth with open. her mouth open. Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> uh, speaking of badass potentials, um, Expendable Two. Oh, stop and just yeah. drop that shit on our forums. It's They're gonna, confirmed, right? They yeah. got the posters out. Yeah. So it's like again, Stallone. If you're listening to this cast, and you probably and are, he is. Let's he, face it. He googles for his name every fucking day. Let's, nobody let's talks put his more. name in every podcast we do. Okay, nobody talks more. Nobody reveres badassery more than us. I'm convinced. <laughs> I, Man, I, Bill I believe Simmons, you there. I believe Bill there. Simmons uh, approaches us, but we are see. But Bill Simmons talks about other stuff. He dilutes other it. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Diluted if you're listening badass. to this cast, just don't pull the punches, man. Don't pull them. You were so Get. close to greatness on Expendables. Get. Expendables 2, it needs to be an Empire Strikes Back of badassery. And, and you need to get the real heavy hitters. Yeah. Like, you've got Arnold now, who is not Governor anymore. And he's divorced. So he's, or, di- no, he's, he's divorced. He's, all he has to do is work out. Hell yeah. And diet. Like, that's all he's got to do. And he's back in tip-top form. And, and get Vin Diesel... Get, get, crims, get, get Bruce get, get Willis on board get for Bruce an Willis extended role. Shit. Get Mickey Rourke out of that fucking tattoo parlor get, and get him out on the field, man. Yeah, get get Bruce Willis in a talking role. Yeah, in some sort of speaking role where he can have more than two minutes in the in the movie. Right, and it's solid gold. I don't right. care what movie you put Bruce Willis in, as long as he's speaking and, and he's saying "Go fuck yourself." And the other key to greatness is like in Predators, you need to kill the badasses off. So that yeah. they, la- the so badasses the standing, standing are fucking badass. So, yeah. And I'm thinking Jet Li, kill the fucker off. Yeah, because he's um, not nearly as much of a badass. Um, Dolph Lundgren, kill the motherfucker Dolph, off. Yeah, he killed Dolph Lundgren. You, um, you probably killed big, Terry Crews, actually. Nah, because he's the next he's, generation. Yeah, that's I'm true. saying one okay. of the big three's got to go down. I think Arnold actually Chris, or Bruce or Stallone's got to go down. I, I think the dude from Thor could be part of the next generation of badass. If he does the right movies coming after and this. And he keeps this the bulk up, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he Well, he's keeping the bulk up and for Vin Avengers, Diesel, kill Vin so. Diesel. Because he's on the back end of his career, let's face he, it. And he's 5'7", five, 5'8", five, at most. And you got to do camera tricks with him to make him look bad. Yeah, we right? talked about that. Like the fact that <laughs> In the dude, our bonus cast. Dude's yeah. standing on milk crates when he's standing next to the rock every single <laughs> yeah, scene. Exactly. Uh, all right. Um, anything else we got to talk I'm about? I'm done with the bullshit. I've I got a ton. Go I got a lot more bullshit, but we need to get to the let's meat. Let's save what it for the, next week. What about the gaming roundup, man? Do you ha- We've do you been have playing any... so many board games. <sighs> We have, but I don't know Pandemic, if we have time. Battle do, Hill do, we have anything that's time, do we have anything that's time sensitive? 
Uh, I want to say one thing because we kind of we're, we're I, I want to get more local. I'll give cast. you one thing to say. Go to meetup.com, search for board games. Because this is really my podcast to talk about. <laughs> <of it. laughs> we're gonna a, have a power struggle right here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Fisher's board game, Fisher's meet, Price meetup, and uh, they're actually a really cool group. Yeah, for, they they play really cool with uh, Blockus. And they play Legos. No, man. I played Bang for the first time as a country. It's like Did you a see? I wanted spaghetti. to go to this. It's a spaghetti western, like oh, cool, like werewolf esque. Where like, okay, so you you deal everyone a role, and you could be a desperado, a renegade, the deputy, or sheriff. Only one role is public: the sheriff. Oh, so, so we don't know who the other people like are. Like, the Desperados want to kill the sheriff. The deputy sure. wants to keep the sheriff alive. The Renegade wants to kill everyone, and that's your win condition. <laughs> that bastard Renegade. And it's super fun, and it's pretty fast-paced. Um, Interesting. I would ge- I would like to see a lot. I'd like to see some of our Indiana listeners there because it meets at a really good location, Pinheads and Fishers. It's a bowling alley. It's a bowling alley? Okay. It's got, like, a really huge lounge that no one was at at this time of day. Yeah. Um, and these guys are cool. Like I was out of it cause I pulled a couple of late nighters and he had a bottle of SoCo and I had a bottle of SoCo <laughs> like I do every day. Yeah. Um, I ran, I racked up like a $20 bar tab and, and you, then you cut out. I just up and left said bite body has been great. And I left <laughs> one of these dudes picked up the bar tab for me. That was cool. You got to pick up his tab next week. Hell, I already told him I'm going to pay him back and I'm going to, and, and he drinks for free next meet and tell, tell him about this podcast because he's got to know that he's got a drink coming up I so he can prepare. He cannot drink for the days going Faux up to it. show, faux show. And then he can drink the shit out of your wallet. <laughs> right that day, he's going to he drink try. the shit out of you. He can try. He can do it. I have faith in that guy. I don't I even a, know him. I got a Discover card with an $8,500 limit. <laughs> I, can I don't think that. he could drink. No, shit. I didn't even drink that. He can drink his way to the emergency room yeah. and not to the bottom <laughs> of my wallet. <laughs> Uh, so, so there I you go. I feel like we should talk about some. There of the- you go, Josh from the Fishers Meeting Meetup Group. A challenge: drink me out of my wallet. Drink, drink <laughs> to the bottom of my wallet. <laughs> I feel like we should talk about a couple of these games, right? Because you've been playing Battle for Battle for Hill Two Eighteen. Um, I let's talk about it next week because we do have a shitload. Really? Of stuff okay, because I haven't played it yet. And I will like say it it's ten dollars. It's a two-player game. It's, yeah. It seems to be deep as hell. It takes like 10, 15 minutes. It takes to play, ten right? fifteen minutes to play each round. There's a free. I'm gonna post this on the podcast. There's a free version that you can play online mm, with nice. yourself or other people. Free, no strings attached. Yeah. And like it's the size of a deck of cards, so it's like it's gonna be the perfect packs game. I think. Cool, cool. Like, you know, if we're waiting for the fucking uh, yeah, pin, when pin you're arcade, in line, the, you're there's the waiting. personal arrogance guys waiting for them to show up for the Arkham Horror event. We can just, like, be playing Hill to, uh, 218. Yeah, awesome. We don't give a fuck, man. Show um, up for 30 minutes late. <laughs> okay. Spe- <laughs> speaking of, like, online games, there's actually a version of Dominion that's online that you can play interactive with other people. Yeah, we've been talking um, about Dominion a lot. Do you want me to post a link to that, too? Uh, I've actually got the URL here. I was just going to say dominion.isotropic.org. That's it. Just go there. Spell the U. <laughs> with the U. An E. You might spell it with a U. An O. Uh, A-E-I-O-U. Isotropic. 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 God, you derailed the podcast I'll once again. I'll post the link, Jesus. All right, post the link because it's really cool. Um, You can play it with images or without images. I played it without. Mm. So you just like. Mm-hmm. Did you get the? Because I actually tried to start a base de- uh, solitaire game and it kept on throwing all the expansions in. No, there's there's a thing at the bottom. If you select like set equals something, like set equals. Base. I did that. Did you did you create a user account? I think that's a deal. No, really? Damn, uh-uh. I must no. have been just. I must have just fucked up then. Yeah, no. There's a thing at the top that says like prefer a certain set. 
Uh-huh. And, it, and it'll heavily weight the cards towards that. But there's a thing at the bottom that says oh, only do because I did. I only face. saw the preferred. Yeah, see, you got to go to the bottom. But wait, bullshit! Because I yet to see a base card, man. It was all expansion. <laughs> well, I did it, and it was base set every time. So. All right. Anyway, are we ready to go to the meat? Meat, because we got like 140 minutes here. Meat, motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> I do speak. Yeah, it. we're 38 minutes in the cast. No meat. Uh, right, right. So it's time to cut that. It's meat. All, we can't make this show all bullshit. Come on, Peyton. Okay, robot cars. Robot cars. I like it. Google. I have a robot car. That's what my son believes. Oh, it's the got... Transformer sticker on the back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the great thing about kids is they'll believe anything that they naturally want to believe. <laughs> what does your car turn into? I, I I've shown him pictures of it. I actually found like an SUV firefight because there was a firefighting robot. I forget what it's called. It was called, it was called like um, it might have been Blade. No, it wasn't Blazer, but it was something like Infer- <laughs> it might have been Inferno. But he was like an SUV that turned into a robot, and I showed him a picture nice. of it. Nice. I got a, a Gen Con last year. I got an Autobot sticker, like uh-huh. a sizable, really good quality Autobot sticker, sure. and a little bumper sticker that says "Caution: Vehicle Transforms into Robot." <laughs> yeah. I put those on my Blazer. Uh-huh. And my son actually believes that my car transforms into a robot called Blazer. That's awesome. He speaks of it like like he says goodnight to Blazer. Like when <laughs> we're going in from the garage after he'll say goodnight, Blazer. He, See, that's he, gotta be he the, sleeps in the garage. That's got to be the coolest thing for a kid. And I'm like, he's like, well, why doesn't he transform? I was like, because there's no bad guys around. He's in disguise. Sure. Yeah. It's like, if we ever saw Decepticon, he'd like fucking transform and kick its ass right now. Yeah. And the other thing this is... This is like the Santa... The beauty of the Santa Claus myth is that you're never supposed to see Santa Claus. Right. So you're never supposed to see a Decepticon, which and, means you never see it transform. <laughs> the other thing is I told him that he can drive by himself, and he's like, I don't believe you, so I put you my drive hands with in your there, knee. I drove with my knees. Yeah, he totally... He honestly Dude. thinks blaze and here's the other thing my motorcycle bandit the bandit the suzuki it has, bandit, a, sticker has a giant decepticon logo on it yeah. in the back mm-hmm. he thinks it's a bad guy oh no that that we've like converted into a good guy oh okay that, like him okay. and blazer fought and blazer like pounded him into submission sure because blazer's bigger and like because i took jack for a motorcycle ride for the first time just around our edition uh-huh. and he was the whole time like i cracked the throttle open a little bit and he'd be like whoa bandit take it easy <laughs> whoa and like it's so cool awesome. that's the great thing about kids is they'll believe anything you tell them yeah, no, the bad I thing mean, about them too, because they're so easily exploited. Sure, but you get know. in the van. I've got some candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a transformer van, kid. Anyway, okay, so can we do some meat? Meat. Can we please get some meat? We into were this into cast? meat. Robot we, cars. I'm, we, I'm on topic, can motherfucker. We, can we do robot a, cars? Can we do a hot meat injection here? Yeah. Can we do that? Flavor injector. All right, so Go. Google. Google has been working for the last couple years on robot cars. Like yep. no joke. Cars that drive themselves. Like like out of the... Uh, the kit. Knight Rider. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the Will Smith movie, iRobot. Do cars drive themselves? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Whatever. But you kit, can take Kit is way more time. famous. Oh, sure. Yeah. You're, you're thinking in uh, abstract terms here. Um, so the, so the, I was reading an article um, on the New York Times where Google has been working on this for multiple years. Um, now they're lobbying Nevada to be the first state to implement like laws that will allow robot cars to drive on the actual roads. It's a good plan to pick a uh, a state that's ninety five percent empty desert wasteland <laughs> to pilot <laughs> so you kill your less first... people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sure, sure, sure. But they've been testing these things. Like that's the thing. They've been they've put in over a thousand miles of automated driving on 
US one yeah, in I California. I know. Over a thousand hours. You could be driving if you're in California next to a totally automated Google robot car. How do they do that? Because they they got to have someone there with their hands on the wheel ready to take over. Here's the thing. They've got somebody sitting behind the wheel. They've also got someone in the passenger seat monitoring the robot as it drives, mm-hmm. make, making sure all the software is in place, making sure it's operating correctly. And if anything goes wrong, the guy grabs the wheel. That robot's got nerves of steel. Like ice water, because like when someone's sitting over my shoulder, I imagine all at, robots like, watching do. me type. I like lose my shit, man. Sure, you type in like thirty words a oh, minute. Oh yeah, and make mistakes. Yeah, that robot's amazing. <laughs> but there, th- this funny thing is, they're also at the same time introducing legislation that would allow you to text while bo- while behind the wheel. <laughs> so if your robot is driving, you can Ooh. also text. Like that's. I, I, I want to talk about like the implications, or, or well, first of all, let's say. Do you think this is a good or a bad idea, robot cars? I think it's a great idea. Personally, I think it's a fantastic idea. You'd have to make some infrastructure investments, but I think Mm – I I mean, god damn. You see so much shitty driving. Uh, Sure Yeah. I want robots to drive for us. Yeah, I do. Well, the part of the article was wondering how people would react to robot cars and the the way that they drive. Like, would – would a robot car annoy you to the point where you would want to take control? Where you would be pissed off? Probably. Like, this car is driving too slow. This car is letting assholes in in front of me. Because you know this is going to be, like, phased in, right? Well, like, Not I, everyone is going to have a robot car immediately. Yeah, and I remember when we were in a traffic jam, you were, like, in sins that I was letting people cut in. And I'm like, <laughs> look, if I open up a lot of space in front of me, it actually improves the traffic flow. I'm like, fucker! <laughs> cut him off! You know? Sure. Um, sure. But I think – see, here's how I would like a perfect future. If the perfect a, future a perfect as future administered by cars, A. Ron Hubbard. And, and, and that means it's perfect for everybody. Oh, perfect for me, sure. Yeah, I see all angles. <laughs> I consider all effects. Yeah, you're um, like the watcher. I would Thor. want something to like – if you are uh, like more than a half mile away, or determined by ra- radar from another vehicle, or maybe they got all GPS. A half they mile away? Other. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, go okay. as fast as okay. you want, do all that. But that if you're within a quarter mile, that mm. the, 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 that the thing clamps down and says what you, do you can't. Mean? What do you mean clamps down? Um, like monitors your speed, monitors your – won't let you tailgate, uh, won't let you make an unsafe maneuver. I, I imagine like a fly-by-wire okay. like pilots do now. Like if huh. a pilot just all of a sudden – cranks over maximum turn ratio and the aircraft says if i do this i'll stall yeah it won't it like he can crank the really? wheel as much as he want but the, the, the is that true yeah that's I, what fly I by did wire not know means that. the pilot puts input into the computer and the computer decides register. i'm going to do as much as he wants to do within the parameters of my airframe wow and then, and then yeah see that could be dangerous too well and that's a lot of pilots say that because they're like well sometimes we gotta do dangerous yeah sometimes you get a fucking tornado materialize out of nowhere in front of you like what are you gonna do yeah but 99.9 percent time of the sure, time, sure 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 the fact that there's physical limitations to what the airframe can and can't do, mm-hmm. and the computer can do that much better than the, 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 the human. Well, so if the human says yeah. maximum turn, <laughs> the computer's going to say, I'm going to turn as much as this airframe can do without destroying yeah. itself. Or, or if, let's say, I'm going down a highway, and I all of a sudden say maximum turn right. car, right. it's not going to let me stroll out of my lane. Right. 
And mean, especially, it shouldn't. I mean, in a perfect system, it would be aware that there's something in front of you. So, like, yeah. if there's a car or something stopped, to the side of you, it would or... let you go into the ditch or something like that. I but, don't think it should ever let me go into the ditch. Well, what if it's? I think it should that... keep me in the lane yeah, you're unless right. I specifically put it into like lane change mode. Right. Right. Or or if it registers that I'm coming up towards my destination and I need to change lanes. Or if I, like... I'm thinking total automation. I'm thinking I step in my car. I say, "Computer, work." Yeah. And it oh, just goes. I agree. I agree. But I also think, like, say you got to take a piss real bad. If you if you start <laughs> well, turning towards can... an exit, the computer should know that okay, he wants exit and go to the exit. See, I think, and then if, recalculate from there. I think if we can program a car to drive itself, we can program a car to know when I got to piss. I see Picard saying, "Computer, piss now." Computer, piss. <laughs> no. Hot. <laughs> no, I think I think it would just know. <laughs> Earl Grey, hot piss. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that like that dovetails into my next question. Would you feel safe in a robot car? And, and at what stage would you feel safe? I almost would feel like, okay, here's the thing. If everyone had robot cars, mm-hmm. I would feel safe. Transition period scares the shit out of me. It does. It really does for me, too. Like, if I got, like, 10% of the cars are obeying traffic laws and stuff yeah. like that, and I got some asshole. You got a dude in a Corvette, a in, 1970s Or some, some riced-out 80s <laughs> Civic, and sure. he's cutting in and out because he's watched Fast and Furious 5. <laughs> yeah, he just got out of the movie. That is what makes me nervous. Sure. And the other thing is, as a motorcyclist... We are a damn sight away from me feeling comfortable with a, a computer taking controls of my motorcycle. Oh, I couldn't imagine a computer taking control of a motorcycle. I can't either. Because it's not, it's not inherently stable, you know? And the other thing is, it's a whole other experience riding a motorcycle. Like, what, what if I'm... you lean to a, to a degree when it's trying to make a turn in a different direction? Like, I mean, what I happens? I don't know. I mean, com- will it compensate? I assume it's, I hear so many dumbass motorcyclists can... say, I was going to get in the wreck and I had to lay her down. <laughs> lay her down. And My dad had to lay her down. I was going to round her lay her down. It's like, look, motherfucker. Uh, the friction coefficient between rubber and asphalt are much higher than steel and asphalt or flesh and asphalt. When you lay your bike down, you <laughs> uh, are enacting the uh, friction coefficient of steel or and flesh against asphalt, not rubber. Well, here's the thing. Like, let's say... So m- I want to hear dad, a guy say, I applied max braking force until I hit the fucking I applied thing. max braking force That's until right. I hit the thing. It doesn't sound as cool, but it's <laughs> the way you should had do. To lay her down. My dad had to lay her down one time under a semi, apparently. But this is my dad, so who knows if it really happened. And, okay, semi, that's one thing where you could lay down. You could James slide it Bond underneath. Style. Yes, James Bond style. Pop up on the other end and keep on going. Uh, for sure. For Enjoy sure. that boom strike I just gave you, audience. <laughs> boom. <laughs> There's another one. Um, Mine doesn't do that. Uh, so, okay, so you would feel safe in a robot car, not necessarily in a robot motorcycle. I want to be able to read. But, but after the transition period. Well, I, I'm yeah. getting to that. Yeah. Let's just save that for a second. Because... I, w- I want to like transition this. Would you feel safe into what? Who's liable in the event of an accident? Toyota, like, obviously. Or or would it be Google for programming the car in a certain way that got you into an accident? Like who? It wouldn't be the manufacturer, I, right? It would impo- be the software provider. You know, it's impossible to say because the legal system in America is fucking crazy. Well, we should well, ask let's, that let's when think we it out logically. When we interview Ian next well, week, let's ask him about robot we should, cars. We should ask him about robot cars. I, I don't know if he will. Oh, he'll have an opinion. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure he will. Yeah, he. Uh, this guy is a guy who went p- to PAX with us. Um, we should probably hype that right now, right? Because let's we're hype it do at the end. Hype it at the section. end. Okay, stay tuned to the end, audience. Yeah, because we've got some hype to do. 
anyone, um, anyone so that I was think, inclined to turn off the cast has turned off the cast somewhere between us being, home, uh, you know, totally homoerotic about Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> no, dude, that's why we have listeners because we're homoerotic. <laughs> that's the only we. Our audience is ninety five percent gay. If you like bears, <laughs> you like Aaron. That's all I'm saying. If you like kind of pudgy, bear. if you like He's pudgy, tall, hairy guys, then that's uh. Okay. Kind of, okay. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, let's move into like the implications of robot cars. Okay. Like what, what are the applications here? Like, let's say robot cars are 100% infallible. They work every time. What happens? I would, now, I'm, I would get a shitload more reading done. Exactly. Like you step into your car and here's a question. I that's had dead time. Is it, is it, does it lead to increased productivity where people are doing more stuff while they're driving to work or does it lead to like happier, a happier society, like a more, um, I, I don't know how to say it, but a, a happier yeah, I think driving populace. Both. I think it's going to lead to safer blowjobs <laughs> while under motion. I think yeah, it's going to lead road to jobs or I think it's going to lead easier. to people doing, you know, cause people do shit like shave, do makeup pets. already. It's actually frightening when you see a person go down the road at 70 miles an hour and they're looking down texting. And I don't text, but I change time. songs on my iPod. I've texted like a brief text, like, like, be, yeah, like, yeah, or something like that. But I try not mm. to, especially when I got my son in the car, try not to oh, text yeah. while I'm driving. Um, I think that it'll lead to that. I think that there'll be people that, you know, um, have an IT type job or an office type of job where they can send emails yep. And, yep. and respond to that. And I also think it'll lead to, cause in absence of doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading my Kindle or I'm sure. going to be watching an episode of the wire on my Blackberry. Well, here, here's my prediction. <laughs> I mean, once cars go totally robotic, who's to say you don't have a Kindle built right into your car or, or a holographic Shit, display with, or yeah. maybe it'll read, it doesn't even have to read you at that point because you can look at it. Right. Uh, I think, I think in, productivity will be increased dramatically because literally I can work while I'm in my car. I'm thinking like minority When you're driving your car, you are. All you are is a guidance system from that car. Yeah. So anytime you reclaim from that is automatically more productive. You become the GPS and your car becomes you. Right. Your car is controlling the direction and you're just telling it where to go. Which that's interesting because they've done a lot of studies about how that car controls become an extension of your body. And they really do. They feel very natural. They after do. A while. Like after a while, that you, um, the same way that people can master prosthetics, yeah, that those yeah. same things become like kind of second nature. That your reflexes, <clears throat> after you've driven a car for a couple of years, like you, you almost have reflex things. Like something you see brake lights in front of you, swerve or brake. Well, here's the thing. Even I mean, before the, your conscious mind tells you to. The other day, it's muscle memory is what I'm trying to say. I was driving around a roundabout. I took it a little too fast. It was raining. It was wet, and my back tires kicked out. Uh-huh. For the first time ever. Right. But in that split second, I realized exactly what I needed to do. I right. steered into the 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 slip. Right. And I just put my car back on course. And I did it without thinking. Which I think that's rad whenever you get to muscle memory level of control over something. Yeah. Like in mar- yeah. martial arts or in sports, you always sure. get like in the zone. So anyway. You don't even have to think about it. It's just a reaction. Um. So uh, the other implications of this... I think it would be interesting to see what happens to like the shipping industry because you could have semis, you could have UPS trucks, you could have taxis that drive themselves. Yeah. What what happens to 
all the people who are driving taxis right now who come to this country. They start making mostly iPads. foreigners. <laughs> they start making iPads. No, because that's sending jobs overseas, man. China. <laughs> Uh, but what happens to all those people who have jobs in the driving industry? I mean, semi drivers, they're out of work. Do we, do we, ev- everyone has this vision of robots are eventually going to make it so that no one has to work, right? Well, I mean, like, cause we had this intellectual dis- difference with our, bro- with our frenemies over at Personal Arrogance, where they mm. think the intellect, the, uh, AI singularity is fiction. Well, they're fucking wrong. <laughs> and we think it's inevitable. Robotics is the same way. I mean, yeah. there's very few jobs you can say only a human can do. Sure. Yeah. I if mean, they've got robots that can play soccer. Robots. If you extrapolate a hundred years of technological innovation, mm-hmm. it, it is exciting and afraid at the same. I mean, you could go to Star Trek Utopia, where basically free energy in the form of fusion and robotics has made it to where people can do whatever the fuck they want. There's yeah. no concept of money anymore. But I or it can yeah. go to like the Matrix where the freaking things enslave us and destroy us. Well, I, I I feel like if it goes the Star Trek route, we have to have a society that adapts to that. Because currently we have a society where everyone must have a profit-earning job, right? Everyone must play this role in society where they contribute something. Except we don't. We have a large part of our, or not a large, but a sizable major, minority of sure, our like society that does nothing but leech. Sure, whatever. But but robots, at some point, the the vision has always been robots will make work, make make forced labor obsolete. Yeah, right. Right. We we want to do things like create beautiful works of art, and we want to enrich our culture, but not have to actually do any manual labor. Right. We want the robots to do that. So is this a step in that direction? Like what happens to the people who are driving taxis currently, driving semis? I don't know. If I can read my Kindle, I could give a fuck. <laughs> as long as you can read your Kindle in your car on your hour drive to work. Uh, you know, I just and see it, that this is going to introduce to our system so slow. And a lot of people should, like yeah. driving. Like I can see myself. I don't enjoy driving. I, I do. Every once in a while. But I can see that there's a lot of people that are going to resist. This is going to be such a slow integration to society. Sure. That, you know, I mean, people could go and get Floby haircuts. I did at one point. But yeah. they don't. But people in general don't because they like paying the personal touch. <laughs> and they like having their hair look good. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, you could, like... The Floby doesn't do a great job. You could job. argue that someone could make a device that could paint toenails if I want perfectly. My, if I want my hair to look like a highly manicured lawn i'll go for the floppy i'm just saying one could argue that right now the majority of men could get their Mm -hmm. hair cut by a robot and have the same fucking results as having it cut by a person and most women could have their toenails painted by a robot that has that's what i'm saying i like talking yeah i like talking to the girl i like so this isn't going to be like you wake up overnight and like or even like cell phones were like 10 years ago people didn't have them and then Ten years later, everyone had them. Yeah, um, it's going to be something that's very gradual, mm-hmm. and those people that have jobs displaced will find other work, just like we talked about in the iPod cast, yeah, or the iPad cast, the, the bullshit segment about Jesse Jackson Jr. Sure, um, from a couple episodes ago. But I mean, eventually, this is going to catch up to where like I, powerful AI and 
robotics is going to put a lot of people out of work and what that does to the consumer and to the employee and to the citizen, who the fuck knows? We literally don't yeah. know. It'd be like well, well, here's the, the thing. ultimate we've exploitable had, labor. We've had a hundred years now, right? Roughly a hundred years of the Industrial Revolution. It's mm-hmm. it's okay. It's like seventy. It's like eighty. Whatever. More than that. Jesse's probably pissing blood. Yeah, right he's now. a historian. Right. Whatever. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's like the 1940s. Says Eli Whitney made a cotton and gin. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but but it hasn't made it so that people don't have to work. You know that that was the vision. But it the has beginning. destroyed a lot of jobs. It's destroyed a lot of jobs and it's created a lot of jobs. Yeah. So I'm I'm just wondering if we'll ever get to the point where. Like, I assume during singularity mode, no one will have to work because the, the robots will either kill us or do everything for right, us. Right, sure. But but does it get to a point where we can automate enough systems? And this really doesn't have to do with the robot cars thing, but it, it kind of dovetails into that. Will it get to the point where we have enough automated systems where humans don't have to work, they can create art, they can they can do the things that are uniquely human? Sure. I don't know because I, I don't have to work to be fulfilled. I, I have to do something. work. I have to do something, but I don't have to do I what to ge- I currently do. I don't have to generate profit. Exactly. Right now, I have to generate profit to keep my job. Yeah. Like I could. You have to. I could generate on my motorcycle. Eat. I could podcast. I could play video games. I could create art. I could do whatever. Sure. Sure. And I like there's, I, but there's a sizable proportion of our our population that like, you know, a lot of guys are my granddad's generation and my dad's generation don't know what the fuck to do with themselves after they retire. And I don't know what. I don't know if that's we'll be podcasting, man. <laughs> uh, you it's know, seventy five. I, I hey, wish I wish again. we could release the the nursing home episode because this no, speaks to it's a so lot bad. of it. No, I know, so bad. I know, but it speaks to a lot of my personal philosophy about this. Yeah. Anyway, sure, sure, sure. Uh, robot cars. I think they're awesome. I've got one of my. Garage. I'm done with them. I think they're fantastic. I'm waiting for them to actually hit the mass market, and I will be the first on board. Okay. My meaty topic is Roger Ebert, who I love. I um, also adore him. If you haven't kept up with his personal life, he suffered a, a severe bout of salivary gland cancer. Uh, he gross. lost his entire jaw and salivary glands, and he basically uh-huh. is—he has no jaw and like tongue, and he his definitely can't don't eat. work. He's kind of yeah, he can't eat. He can't really get around much, and he's getting old. Um, mm-hmm. For the past yeah. few years, he's been fed through a tube in his stomach. It literally is something sure. that bores through his stomach wall <clears throat> and is inside his stomach, and they just inject uh, food into him. It's in through his belly button, right? Through his no, they just made a new hole. Did and, they? And, and I his latest blog, it, I could have sworn he said it was through his. I don't think so. His navel region, whatever. If they use a pre-existing hole or whatever. Okay. Um, so he ta- he talked because I've been reading his blog for as long as he's been doing it, and he's really eloquent. He talks a lot about evolution and creation, religion, and hated culture. Thor. Hated Thor. He really hated Thor. Yeah. Really we should have talked Thor. about that a little bit. <clears throat> but um, if, even as recent as three years ago, he talked about how he misses the act of eating. Yeah. That even though. Like he feels hungry all the time and he misses like a steak and shake and he misses a <laughs> chocolate milkshake and he wow. misses like a coffee, like the taste of coffee. A waffle house. And he could smell like – but he couldn't ever taste it. It was like hell. 4 a.m. Denny's. And he just mentioned in his latest podcast – his Slam. latest <laughs> – look, fucker. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> Derail Master. <laughs> he mentioned in his latest pot or uh, goddamn that podcast Podca- blog. <laughs> He's podcasting now. It's amazing with it his sounds, disability. Him and. Uh, Oh Jesus! Don't He's, do it! Don't go there, man. Yeah, I, want I know to. where you're going. Don't I do it. To. Him and Stephen Hawking's podcast sound <laughs> identical. <laughs> you're horrible. Um. Anyway, in his latest blog, um, he says that he has now he no longer gets hungry. Three years into this experience, he no longer feels the physical hmm. sensation of hunger. It's gone away. Really. And what I think is interesting about talking about the singularity, because we've we've talked about that in the in the podcast we did on on um, uh, Mopey. the the metamorphosis of prime intellect exactly yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the novella uh, that you can find on corrosion Google for metamorphosis of prime intellect if you or want go to that. our forums and sign up for the bonus material which is fantastic by yeah, the way yeah that's a really good one um, one of the things I kind of had a hard time wrapping my mind around was that humans wouldn't accept the new reality of having non-corporeal bodies, non-physical mm-hmm. bodies, that they would miss things like sex and food and smells, and that they would be able to detect the difference between the real Earth and a physical bit copy of the Earth. Mm-hmm. I think this is pretty damning evidence that the human conscious can adapt to damn near ever anything. Because he has yeah. gotten over the sensation of, like, he says he'll go for, like, a whole day, and unless someone reminds him or his nurse comes in and injects it, he is not aware that he hasn't eaten. Huh. So, like, if you can get over something as fundamental as hunger pains and thirst sensation, yeah. what the hell can't you get over? I mean, I'm going to go on a limb and say that Roger Ebert hasn't had sex for years. <laughs> so, like... Shame on you. I'm no, sure he had think sex about, the other day. Think about what, like, um, for, we've always thought that, like, if you were stuck in a computer system, you might just go crazy. Sure. Why? Like, if you were in, like, a robotic form that could travel the stars, why would that be, why could you not accept that? If you can accept a tube that bypasses your entire digestive system, except for the parts that you're not consciously aware of, mm-hmm. and your body just de- adapts to it and says, okay, well, I'm not going to get hungry anymore. I'm not going to – when I smell something good, I'm not going to salivate anymore. Uh, I'm not going to crave hmm. foods because he used to have like That's weird things like he would make requests from his nurses like I need you to go get this specific brand of orange juice. And blend it up – like blend up my food and, and put it into this pouch. In this, like I'd, I'd plan out my meals and then you put this in my pouch and feed it to me. Yeah, and even he though would, he couldn't taste it. And he would pretend like as he was eating, he'd pretend and he would still like drool and like he'd have the sensations and the smells. Yeah. And now three years later, he's compl- – he's like oh, – it's almost like hearing from a different person. Huh. So, like, I know people can adapt to not being able to walk, not being able to touch, not be able to hear, not to be able to see, not to be able to taste. I mean, what can't the human body adapt to? Why couldn't we just live in some sort of matrix? Why couldn't we live in some abstract thing as long as we had some sort of stimulus? Because his – he lives through his blog and the internet and movies. Yeah, yeah. As long as you have some sort of stimulus, Mm -hmm. why couldn't – what 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 – form of humanity couldn't you accept and i think this has a lot of implications about like transhumanism and posthumanism mm-hmm. like if we lived in immortal robot bodies yeah shit we don't need them to touch and smell and feel and all that stuff we just need to be able to take in new inputs hmm that's, I, that's I hope you have something to say about that or else it's going to be a very short meat subject <laughs> And that's it for episode sixty-three. <laughs> no, I, initiate I, feedback sequence now. Uh, I think you're definitely right. I think we we don't give the human 
psyche and the human body enough credit as to what it can adapt to. I mean, we, you, you hear things like, um, the, the phantom limb pains of people who have lost arms, lost legs. You're like, well, the, the human body just expects there to be some natural order. Right. But, uh, but I think cases like Roger Ebert's and cases like many other people who have been through similar things show that we can adapt. We're, we're great at adapting. That's what humans do. Um, and I think we could definitely adapt to a world or a simulation or whatever where we're we're not we're not even almost human at that point. We don't we don't need the same stimulus that humans need. Well, what is because this is something that strikes at the heart of Mopi. Um, mm-hmm. What does it mean to be human? That's that's a really I mean, what, good question. What is it? So like I, like if Roger Ebert, he doesn't eat. He doesn't have sex anymore. Mm-hmm. He can't really walk around. All he is, and he can't communicate other than, like, if we didn't have the internet, he wouldn't be able to communicate at all. Mm-hmm. Is he still human? Yes. No one would argue that he's not. What makes sure. him human? That's a really good question, and I don't know. I mean, there's got to be, and I think that, like, because I remember. Is it his physical I read form? this uh, Tom Clancy book called The Cardinal and the Kremlin, and that part of the plot of that, of that book was that the Soviet Union had this torture technique where it was absolute sensory deprivation. Mm, yeah. So they would drug they would kidnap you and drug you mm-hmm. and put you in this uh, in this special um like wetsuit that mm-hmm. was very stiff but in a pliable way so that like if you resist against it it wouldn't even feel like you were resisting. And they would mm-hmm. suspend you in a um, neutrally buoyant fluid that was heated to ninety eight point six degrees, <laughs> uh-huh. and you would have a ox. You'd have you'd be fed food and oxygen through a tube, mm. and there would be a, a, a two divers in there to make sure that you would not bump up against the sides of the tank, and uh-huh. that you were centered at all times, and you wouldn't get tangled in. Well, what happens if they touch you? Well, that's the thing. You they weren't allowed. They, they they couldn't like touch you and stuff. They would use, and the suit kind of insulated you from touch. And you mm, couldn't hear anything, okay. and you couldn't smell anything, and that – and I don't know how true this is because that's the thing about Tom Clancy is he blends a lot of science and fact, but you sure. never could tell where the fiction begins. But he put it to where that in test subjects, no one lasted more than 20 hours before caving in completely, like in being completely broken. See, I've heard like, that about sensory deprivation as it exists right now. Well, I've heard that like – I've heard that you can't do more than a few hours in sensory and, and deprivation or that, you start to go crazy. And even that gives you similar like symptoms to be having high doses of LSD. Yeah. Yeah. You hallucinate. You – yeah. So I wonder if being human – is just basically inputs into your brain. Like like in absence of inputs into your brain, okay, into your consciousness, whatever that construct is, that that like as long as you have you're able to process inputs into your brain that you're still human. But but how many let's say how many of those can you take away before you no longer feel human? For All instance, of them. E- Roger Ebert has taken away his sense of taste, I assume. Yeah. Right? I guess. So so how you can obviously take that one away, right. and I would I would venture to say that he still feels he is human. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, he's, read his blog. He's human. He's human as hell. Okay, so how many other of his senses could you take away before he no longer feels human? Well, and, and how do you define sense? Because let's say you could take Roger Ebert mm-hmm. and you could take his brain out of his body sure. and put it in a Futurama esque jar. 
and you Which could I'm gonna do with my body. you could directly my beam brain. to him like movies, and he could output his thoughts about them. I would think he would say that that that, that he probably have a lot of soul searching journals about it. But at the end of the day, he would be able to, as long as he could talk to his friends and family and and people on the internet, and he could take in new input and learn new things, that he would still feel human. So I like saying like yeah. I think I think humans are kind of like an input output mechanism. You that <laughs> as long as you don't fuck that up. Uh-huh. Now, there's going to be some people that can't process it and don't have the um, – because I think you got to have a will to live and you have to have the positive outlook. And Roger seems to have a very positive outlook oh, on yeah, life. Oh, yeah, definitely, um, despite all he's gone through. Yeah, um, that that if you've got that, you can retain your humanity through just about damn near anything. Well, I mean that's the thing that evolution has given us, right? It's right? given us the big brain. It's given us the yep. ability, the consciousness – um, the understanding, the sentience, right? Um, to know that we are human, even right. So, aside from taking that away, taking our brain away, right. our, our reason and our thoughts, I don't know what you could do to us that would make us not human or right. or not feel human. Which makes anymore. me think that if you could load us up into a giant data array, you could possibly simulate the brain, and we'd still feel human. Yep. I, I could agree it's with that. It's too bad we weren't born 100 years from, you from know, now. Because we might yeah. be able to live forever. But damn it, oh, I don't I'm living think... forever anyway. <laughs> I don't margaritas I don't... <laughs> and cheap beer. <laughs> uh I live I live live a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Just like Vin Diesel. Who are you James Dean? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, Vin Diesel. Fast and Furious yeah. quote. Oh, oh, I want to say Something that I didn't mention in the Fast and Furious review. Are we done with the transient topic? We're done. I, okay. I'm done. Yeah, I'm ready to transition too. Okay, real quick. I'm going to mail. I'm going Fast to. And- I'm going to mail this podcast to Roger Ebert and see what he thinks. Yes, yes, please do. I want to say. A message I want to say, Roger, say, please jump to this particular <laughs> minute because yeah. you don't want to hear the shit that comes before. <laughs> it will rot your brain, and you will no longer be human. Yeah, it will. It will rob you of humanity. But I yeah. want to hear your take on this. Like, what would it be like to like just leave your body? Yeah. Um, and be in a cyborg body, or just be in a machine that could watch movies and talk to your friends and talk to your wife. And sure, be like still interact. Be like Krang from yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So Fast and Furious Five, real quick. Um, I was gonna say their quarter mile, their idea of a quarter mile, a slow quarter mile is 13 seconds, right? Yeah, right. And their quarter mile lasted for like a minute and a half. Uh-huh. The slowest fucking quarter mile right. you've ever seen in your life. Right. Well, I just plus, thought that was hilarious. They talked about this on Adam Carolla and Bill Simmons' cast. Oh, did um, they? The quarter mile is the worst display of driving skill. Because it's Because it's they said like, you take the number one funny car... NHRA champion in the world, uh-huh. and you put him in a BMW, you know, 328i, just like yours. 25. 25i, yeah. just like yours. And you put them on, uh, on a quarter mile, so the mm. machines are the same. You're both going to stamp down on the gas, <laughs> so and that's what you're going to do until you get to the quarter mile. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, one motion. Like, like, and, and if you like, if you took a car that had ten ten more horsepower than him, mm. you're going to stomp his ass every single time. Yeah, his reaction time, his driving skill, there, there's going to be nothing. There's a slight bit of skill in the shifting, like the 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 economics of shifting. If you can shift well, you're right. going to shift faster than the other guy. You're going to have more RPMs going into your next shift. 
There's a little bit of artistry there, but very, it very little. On the car, yeah. Like certainly not nearly as much as like a Le Mans race where you're no. going around corners. Like, like, like if you want to race, go to Laguna Seca and take a couple hot laps around there, and then you can yeah. say, "Yeah, that guy's a better driver." Or than do me. like the Monaco GP. The quarter or mile is like playing checkers for the king of strategy games, or no, <laughs> yeah. like tic tac toe. Yeah. Sure, even sure. better. Yeah, where it's a tie every time if you have the same yeah comprehension of the game. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, hey, it's a dramatic conceit. But anyway, yeah, thir- a minute and 30 second half miles are ridiculous. Yeah, if you can quote all of Hamlet in the time that it takes <laughs> to do a quarter mile, you're You've doing something wrong. You've got a damn wrong. slow car. You're probably on a bicycle, actually. <laughs> um, shall we initiate the feedback sequence? Do it. Um, Jesse Wilson, one of our head frenemies. Oh, d- you arrogance. can't read this. You're not going to let this guy get on our show, are you? Well, he said he loved our Drinko de Mayo cast, which, I, damn it, I can't this believe is another, he made that pun. I'm jealous. It's it's a good one. Drinko de Mayo. That I'm was not going to lie. Pretty good. But this is another Drinko de Mayo, right? Uh, We're drinking the, it's still May, I guess. <laughs> it's still May. We're still drinking margaritas and beer. Well, he had some leftover, sure. It's some leftover. He said, leave the booze casting to professionals, you teetotalers. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, it makes me want to have a drinking competition with them. Just because we don't talk about our drinking doesn't mean we don't drink on the cast. That's right. And I, I just had wonder. Plenty. We've, between us, we finished off the fifth of margaritas. Right. And we're both drinking beers. Right. So until you come with some hard liquor. I'm just saying that, like, and, if they come out for Gen Con, we should have a smoke off. And, and a then, drink and off. And then we go out to PAX Prime, we should have a drink off. And we then a try quarter mile competition. And then, a quarter, and then immediately. <laughs> Immediately from crashing an industry party where we have all the food and booze and women yeah. that we want, we get into a car and we race a quarter mile. I'm down. All right. I'm down. Gauntlet thrown down. Yep. Um, also, uh, some of my frenemies from the Personal Arrogance crew, uh, Levi. Levi Jeans. Who joined the forums, was not a big fan of Mankano. Well, fuck him. But he's the only <laughs> one because everybody else loved the Mankano. Darth Praxis says... Uh, um, he said he made the awful mistake of listening to this cast during work. Aww. But it's an awful mistake because my coworkers kept asking me why I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Seriously enjoyed the hell out of the cast. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you very much uh, yeah. there, Darth. Uh, but, yeah, Levi, was he was the one of the few that didn't feel the Mankano love. Am I wrong in saying that Darth Paxis was the one who suggested our lead role yes. in Mankano to be Nicolas Cage? Yes. yes. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Like, like I really Dar- do. Don, the Don, Staffa, he said he wanted Adam Sandler to play Mankano and Keith David as Pussy Popper. Not bad. Not bad. But you cannot get better than Nick Cage as the as the can popper. <laughs> and at some point, could, Steve, he, could Steve he set Bush- his skull on fire? That's all I'm asking. Why not? Steve Why not? Buscemi as the Mankano <laughs> yeah, and good. Nick Cage as the can popper. It doesn't yeah. get better than that. Yeah. I'm liking it. So that's what kind of went down on our cast uh, this weekend. And that action is all at the forums. That's if you want to contribute to that, forums.baldmove.com. Yep. Check them out. You can get all our bonus material there too. Uh, we had a discussion about spoilers because apparently I'm the only person in the world that feels this way about spoilers. Yeah, it has I don't, a distinction I don't want between twist and dramatic. Everyone is called bullshit on that. You know, yeah, I guess me and culpa, whatever. It's 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 the way I feel. It's my hot body. I'll do what I want. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um. A little bit less, a little bit more feedback. Uh, we got a Don's, uh, a, a Don, a Don's Stop. thing. Stoffa's corner. Stoffa's corner. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I'm loading that up now. 
I remember it had a Scottish accent that he requested on this, but I can't remember what the. I remember I wasn't oh, shit. thrilled about the topic. Well, if the topic's bad, we're not going to do it. No, we have to. Cause he, Honestly, I'm a little too drunk to do a Scottish accent, but I'll try. Oh, I think I'll that. Try. Come on. You think that Scottish ac- accent? Scottish that? needs to be drunk, right? Yeah. No, the, the Irish accent needs to be drunk. The Scottish accent that, needs to have haggis in my mouth. Or drunker. Some, some sausage or something. Drunker. Yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong with the Scottish I, accent. I forgot my utilikill today, but I'll still try it. <laughs> I'll try it. Um, my bagpipes. Let's get some bagpipes in the back. Can we get some bagpipes? I think we can do bag. I All think right. we can do bagpipes. Although, goddamn, we, God damn, we, we only some, have we have less than twenty four hours before this podcast rolls out the factory door. Well, we need bagpipes. That's, That's the, the bad thing about Thursday casting. The only that I have is bagpipes. We'll see if we can find some bagpipes. Bag bad pipes. Bad pipes. Bad pipes. They are bad pipes. All right. Um, ah, shit. Here we go. I don't know about this pot. I don't, I don't know about. I can the barely topic. read at this point. I don't Margarita know about the topic. Beer. But I do like the Scottish accent because I, you have the best Scottish accent uh, in the I world. I don't. I don't hype it up, man, because then I'm not going to be able to do this shit. I can barely see it. I don't even have my glasses on. I don't know where this is going. Uh, me either. Okay. Anyway. Here we go. I uh, guess. Warm it up. Do some barrels. Do some making barrels. Uh, brrr, there you go. I gotta roll the R there. there. Making a little barrels. Yeah. Ah, uh, you got it. I'm feeling it. Dear Blue Yonder, the force of evil always have a means to get a view of anywhere. <laughs> whether, whether they are using security cameras, enchanted mirrors, the Lord knows what they are using. Did he say utilikilt cameras? I think so. They can always get a good look behind the barrels. In a secret base, or a space station, even a bottle of scrumpy. I don't know what scrumpy is. I don't know either. Go Fuck with it, it. Let's go. Haggis. I do not understand how they can always do this. Rolling me out. Did he put that at the end? Sincerely yours. <laughs> Stoffer. P.S. He would like this read in a Scottish accent. Hell oh, yeah. well, I didn't know that. I would have read it in a Scottish accent if I knew that. Fan service. <laughs> um, I don't Bad know. Goal. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Dude, anytime I read in an accent, I don't pay attention to the topic. He's talking about. He said the forces of evil always have, know what the good guys are doing. Is that true? Like I Is can think true? of like in. Well, let's go to Thor. Let's go to our most recent experience with the forces of evil. Always kind of knew what Thor was doing, right? <laughs> he sent down the monster to kill Thor. All he right. He knew Thor was on Earth. He knew. All right. He knew far more than Thor knew yeah, about him. But, but he, yeah, omniscient <laughs> gods. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. like, okay, so like uh, Wizard of Oz, sure. No, the, the witch. Uh, yeah, the witch well, had when you're their dealing with witches. Crystal ball that she could when look you're at. Dealing with witches. Dealing with witches. Supernatural, but like Doc Ock didn't know what the fuck Spider Man was doing. No, right? That's true. Magneto doesn't know what the fuck the X-Men are doing. That's because he got that helmet on. Right? He can't know. I think that basically that's a sign of poor plotting. Like When the when the bad guys know too much? Yeah, and that's what's so good about The Wire. Because you... Oh, the yeah. audience sees both sides of the war on drugs. And but they're the, always parallel to The like individual... That soldiers and cops on either side have no idea what the fuck is going on and and you they find out you know like at a dramatically appropriate times or like mm-hmm. I, I won't even say dramatically appropriate it just seems like appropriate times sure realistically like, appropriate yeah like they they have like you got smart characters and stupid characters and the smart ones catch on first and the you know so you and and they're on both sides you got dumbass cops you got dumbass criminals you got smart cops yeah. you got smart criminals and it happens, and they got both both sides have rules that they follow, mm-hmm. and it happens more or less organically, and I love it. 
You just want to talk about Wire because you've been watching God, it. I love The Wire, man. You're so gay for Wire. I just finished season three of The Wire. It's good, but it's not that good, man. No, it's so good. It's not that good. Best drama ever. No, wrong, wrong. Uh, Mad Men, best drama ever. Ooh, really? Mad Men, a pure drama. Mad Men or Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad is good, but good. I know there are a couple. By the way, there. we are starting up a Breaking Bad podcast as in soon July. as the yeah, as soon as the show starts in July, the we're first the it. first probably Monday of July or Wednesday of July, we're going to release a cast that uh, has at least you know the introduction to it and where we're at so far and our predictions, and then we're going to every week. Breaking Bad comes out on Wednesday. You hear our take on uh, Breaking Bad comes out on Sunday. You hear our take on Wednesday. Yeah, this is not answering his question at all. No, because why I just, do the bad guys always know? Why do the bad guys know? I don't think they do when the plot sucks. Because <laughs> okay. I can think of literally hundreds of examples, well, hundreds, dozens of examples where the bad guys don't know. I mean, I guess sure. Star Star Wars because the Emperor always can foresee it. Yeah, that's, sure. That's kind but, of the cop out. But he doesn't really because if he did, he would He would know he's about to die. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's limits. <laughs> sure. But um yeah, I don't Is this a is this So this a is one where we're disagreeing with the Don. This is the first time in a long time we wow. disagree with the, like we need more examples, we need more in-depth analysis. Yeah, I think your next email is going to have to step it up, Don. Otherwise um, I don't know. No, I, I don't, don't mind. Ar- I don't mind arguing with the Don. No, I don't mind it, but he needs to provide some proof. That yeah. email had no proof. But that we told all... him to keep it short. He's got the nah, ten- he's, he's got this tension between catch twenty two delivering man. the goods. Like you know, if he, t- he gives five minutes of cited Wikipedia style scholarly <laughs> research, we're gonna be yeah. like fucking shit. Fast yep. forward. Yep. Uh, TLDR. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Whatever. Do we have any more feedback? That's um, all I want to know. We do. I this have one more show is notes. running long. Nah, it's not that bad. It's I, running way long. The listeners are tuned out. I got one more show note. Hours ago. Our friend, we we know friend that our, our friend Peter Street hasn't oh. been with us for the last couple weeks. Sure, sure. And that's sure. because we've decided we're splitting the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, he is going to resurrect Power Play. Awesome. Which is a more kind of um, game centric and free rambling, longer stream of consciousness. Well, I think it's it's going to be more analytical from what I can, from what I can gather. It's uh, not going to be focused so much on the entertainment. More of like a let's take this topic and really break it down. Let's right. understand this topic. And he's actually going to do it. He's going to recruit a new show host, Staffa. Yeah, the Don might appear on, on baldmove.com. And we're going to have Peter back on our cast from time to time, and sure. he's going to invite us to his cast, yep. and we're going to all release it under the Bald Move banner, yep. just like we're going to do uh, Breaking Umbrella. Bad the, and uh, you know J- the Jonestown Jams and all our other side projects. Bald Move Circus Tent. So look for that coming. They're slated to record their first. Uh, we're back in the Bald, the bald uh, Cave, by the way. We are in the Bald Cave. We, we abandoned the Bald Tower. Time. It turns out it, that it turns out that eight, when you have a girlfriend, when you have an eight hundred square foot apartment, and you've got a, a buddy that has a twenty four hundred square foot house that he lives in eight hundred square feet, yeah, of, you know, you got a whole wing of the house, the whole wing and, that and you can turn into the bald cave. You don't want to have to dodge mics on your way to the bed when there's a girl. Shit, involved. No, 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 no. That's, no. Having a full podcast set in your bedroom is definitely a turnoff <laughs> for sure. Having foam up on your walls is either creepy. <laughs> And or a turnoff. <laughs> Either one. I wonder if the personal arrogance guys go to this length. Like, we've got fucking acoustic foam we hanging co- on the... Well, we yeah. fucking foam. Yeah, we got the foam. 
I bet they don't have any foam. Bring the foam thunder. That, that's the thing, man. We need to tag this podcast. Maybe like, the keyword foam echoes because they can't do that. Echoes don't propagate in Seattle. The the the, the moisture the air in the is air. so damp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't echo in Seattle. That's probably true. Fact. And and the voice is so thick with beer. Yeah. You can't even really echo through that. They got like beer goggles for voices. Yeah, just lungs full of beer. Yeah. So <laughs> you do that. Sounds a lot like Boss Nass. Permanently gargling. <laughs> I'm editing that out. Okay. Um, so let's initiate the end of cast sequence. Oh, at the total end of cast sequence? Yes. All right. We've got a lot of social media stuff going on. We've Hell got yeah, Twitter.com slash bald move. We've got Facebook.com slash bald move. We've got, of course, our forums that we've been talking up the entire time, forums.baldmove.com. Go there, sign up, get our bonus casts, our input, our feedback, everyone's thoughts about the shows. We need uh, emails. We'll read it. Whatever you send up to a minute in length, uh, request accents or have blue us. You know, yonder. Yeah, blue yonder at baldmove.com. Yes, sir. Uh, click on, there's a link to iTunes on our main site at baldmove.com. But it goes right to a virus. Don't click on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll see that, that Chrome says that this is a threat site and it'll yeah. have a big red symbol. Just click yes. Ignore. Keep clicking yes. Keep click, clicking yes until, you know, we own your machine <laughs> and we can keep hacking the PlayStation Network. Put our podcast directly onto your to your machine follow that link for real and give us a five-star yeah. review absolutely like that's the biggest thing that you can do is tell a friend give us a five-star review uh let somebody in your life know about our podcast because we don't do a whole lot of advertising we basically we advertise no to our friends on facebook right and, we don't and have they already know friends. about the podcast we're assholes we have no friends yeah you can tell that if you listen to our show you right. know but if you're our kind of asshole you know, and you know yeah. other assholes of this kind that would like our show. They'd forward that them. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably the the best way you can help us out, and the best way we can help you out by continuing to give you content. <laughs> God, I feel like an infomercial. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, and we and it grills and it dices and it slices. It has to be done. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's it for the show. Until next time, I'm Jim Jones. I'm Aaron Hubbard. Ciao. We're making fucking love faces, love faces. I got friends in love places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. And I'll be okay. I ain't big on social graces. Think I'll slip on down to the oasis. Cause I got friends in low places. You know what? The podcast is shit don't work out. We need to find ourselves a steel guitar player. Yep. Country Western. We get a little, uh, yeah, man, the steel guitar with the little slide thing. We need a Garth Brooks cover right. band is what this world needs. <laughs> the world, a Garth Brooks cover band podcast. Look, How I'm just that? saying that the world wasn't ready for Garth Brooks to leave the stage. Like they he Dude. left on top. The world right. won. it's like it's like well, Elvis dying. Well he turned into uh, he turned into Chris um Yeah, and that and everybody's like, No, no, we want yeah, Garth, that not Chris. But then he came back and people are like, He's selling out arenas and he just disappeared. He did disappear. What happened to Garth I Brooks? I don't know. Holy shit, Garth Brooks. I don't know, man. The world's hungry for some more Garth. He's like one of the We're only the country stars that, that I ever even cared to like. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of classes. Him and a couple other people. George Jones, yeah. Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. 
Lerada some white Lerada. lightning, you know, you gotta, you gotta like white lightning. George white Jones. light. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought like, I thought you said white snake for some reason. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Yeah, they're country western. Yeah, sure. Why not? Megadeth. <laughs> you gotta love that country music. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other one? Johnny Cash, man. You gotta love oh, Johnny yeah. Cash. Hell yeah, he's a staple on our geek mix when we play games over here. For sure. Over here. The I need lines. to get my mic. Yeah. I need to get my mic cord managed. Rambled. Johnny Cash. No further. Yeah. You can't draw. You can't get further than Johnny Cash on the. <laughs> All right, I got my Lamaz, my Lamaz breathing going. <laughs> hey, Ron's about to have a kid here. So, I need to put the bullshit up front, man. Yeah. Oh, I got to pull up Google Docs. Google my dogs. Oh, I got friends. Google Docs. In low places. Docs? Don't, no, not dicks. Docs. Google dicks. Google That's unfortunate. Dicks. That is unfortunate placement of the I and the O there. You could actually search for dicks, Google. And that would be bad. Or at least I assume that would be bad. Meat. I've never searched. For the record, I have never searched for dicks, Google. Uh, oh, well. I was about to say who hasn't, but then you just said I hadn't, so. That fucked up my Christmas pretty bad. Alright, I have my topics divided into bullshit and meat. Well, aren't you prepared? I aren't wonder. you this little prepared Johnny today? I am. I wonder if there is anything else I should do, like, this is header one. Meat! Meat. Oh yeah, I got my topics divided up into meat and more meat because uh-huh. I don't have any bullshit. Don't have any bullshit. None Nothing. of my topics are bullshit. Nothing's bullshit comes out of your throat, except for that one Wait. time you just actually choked on bullshit. Yeah, that was bad. You shouldn't try to eat it, man. Fuck Choke you, Google. You. you can get killed for that. Google Save finds out you're, you're talking shit about them. They will off your fucking ass. Okay, Aaron's topic for the week, Blue Yonder Outline. Did you get my email that shared this with you? No, I did not. You didn't? I kind of like going in that I shared knowing. it, Code Food. Yeah, I did. I, okay. I saw that I, I I got it. Oh, you didn't check it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of like right. not knowing much about what you're going to talk about. Should I go down and get a margarita? Uh, yeah, yeah, you should, and I should refill mine as well. 